0: This episode of Star Wars tonight is brought to you by Geek Fuel. They ship out a mystery box for geeks and gamers each and every month. Get your free Star Wars bonus item when you sign up. Go to geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report. Get that free bonus item, guys. Ten dollars value, an awesome Star Wars item, and a monthly subscription to Geek Fuel. One more time, that's geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report. Coming up on Star Wars tonight, well, it's today. What are we doing? We're recording this at 10 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day, because we're that dedicated. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Star Wars Today starts now. That's right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It is Star Wars Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that's what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we're, yesterday we we're killing your commute. Today we're we're hopefully intervening between the hard time with the family. <laughs> I, I kid, I only slightly kid. We can be your familial escape. If politics comes up, just say, "Hey, you heard about this new Star Wars movie?" Uh, and that's that's the ticket out, right? Uh, and so, as I said, uh, I'm Riley Blanton, uh, your host for today's podcast. Very excited! We got a jam-packed show for you. Uh, I'm I'm here in studio, getting ready to finish up, uh, do a great show here, and then uh, roll over to uh, uh, roll over to my sister's house where we're having a big family get together, consuming way too much food. Uh, but you know what? I, I I couldn't, I couldn't just take the day off because we're, we're on the daily countdown. We can't miss a day. And so when it comes to getting a co-host on your star Wars podcast on Thanksgiving day, there's one place you turn to and that's across the pond. Let's bring in from Jedi news. It's my good buddy and yours is Mr. Mark Newbold. How's it going, Mark? It's going very well. Thanks. How about you? I feel like my voice is slightly deeper because it's AM instead of PM. It (laughs) suits you. I'm just noticing that it's like, yeah, that explains why the morning talk radio is like more like that. And and I've also I've embraced my inner talk radio. I've got my show notes printed out here. Uh I'm impressed. <laughs> because I'm being old school like that. But yeah, so much to talk about, Mark, uh, but let's just jump straight into it before we get to any of the stories this week. I think let's do a little bit of a theme. in 2016 cuz everyone kind of uh, in fact, we had Paul um Paul Di uh, on on the site on 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 the Star Wars Report blog did a great piece on giving thanks for Star Wars. You can check it out. Uh, it's available on the blog right now. And it's a great piece, but I, I kind of want to talk to you, Mark, about uh, kind of do a Thanksgiving style uh, segment. What are you thankful for in Star Wars in 2016?
1: Wow, that is a very good question. I am thankful for in Star Wars in 2016. Uh the fact that we know that this thing ain't going away not that it ever would have gone away but that it's become a juggernaut that's going down a very steep hill and getting faster and faster and faster and i can't really think of a time when star wars was bigger and seen yeah. as after after family and i guess being practical and grown-up work it's the most important thing in my life so i am thankful that star wars not that it's ever gone away but it's just getting bigger and and more you know well maybe not better because it's always been good but it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger
0: well and has that changed because the reason i kind of asked for 2016 because there's so many ways that we can answer this question traditionally but has that particularly Mm -hmm. changed in terms of your sense of it getting bigger or its role in 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 your life or in the fandom uh has that changed much this year
1: um, well, I mean, we had a good celebration. So we yeah. were very deeply involved with that. And, yes. and hopefully that's something that's going to continue. So, uh, you know, being involved in the podcast stage and, and various other things, four clubs, one force, the thing we did with the UKG and the Rebel Legion and Galactic Academy, that was a big deal. And dude. the gig that we did at Madame Two Swords. you know, we've done things before Jedi News, have been doing things for years, but never quite on that Nothing scale. Like that, so that dude. felt like a step up. But,
0: uh, um, celebration was such a huge highlight for me in 2016. Uh, it was yeah. particularly just like, and most of it was things that you guys had your hands on uh, or were just directly <laughs> planning, whether it was the podcast stage or the uh, the amazing, amazing uh, kind of one force party uh, you guys put together. That was incredible.
1: Yeah, it, it did go well. We were very pleased with how everything went. And, and, and the nice sort of offshoot of that is post the events, both of them, you know, we're looking at doing another podcasting at at um, Orlando, hopefully, and that's gotta be nailed down, but fingers yes. crossed that'll come together and you know there'll be another bash in the future. So that was all good. And Jedi News, we've we've relaunched the website, so we've got a brand new spiffy looking website, which we're really Looks pleased great. with. And that's kind of energized everybody. Yes. Um <laughs> so that's been good. And, and of course, this time last year we were with our good friends at Rubber Force Radio and there was changes there. So then in January we launched Jedi News Network. So oh, wait, that we've got was our four this shows year. on there.
0: Wow! So I was just cool. saying that was this year. It's hard to believe. I know. I, just, uh, I know. It just it, it seems like forever ago, and also just like yesterday. Yeah, there's so much to be thankful for in Star Wars, and I and I I'm gonna tackle this question because for me in 2016, um, it's been an it's been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting year because. Man, 2015, in terms of like what to be thankful for, we didn't even know yet at Thanksgiving uh, uh, 2015. But The Force Awakens was just like such a central part of life uh, for, mm-hmm. for Star Wars fans. And I mean, that seems obvious, right? But uh, to some degree, I think for me, there's something about um, the uh, aftermath of the film where... Yeah. I, I felt prepared and, and ready and kind of normal uh, getting ready for a new Star Wars movie, but like the processing the actual going to the theater, watching processing and thinking about it f- from a personal experience was very different so coming into 2016, what i 'm so thankful for in Star Wars, besides uh, you know all, all the obvious the community, the the friends the the events the the fun yeah. uh, when it comes particularly counting down to Rogue one, there's a sense of um, of 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 normalcy that almost seems foreign to like, well yeah, it's a new Star Wars movie and we can all look forward yeah. to it. And it's it it doesn't even have to be that like big high 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 pressure, you know?
1: Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. I mean back in the day, you know, I was from a bit older than you, so back in the day we were used to getting a film every three years, and then we had that massive break between Jedi and, and Phantom Menace and we had the three years step, steps again and 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 it was such a big deal when the Tartakovsky, clone wars micro series came out because it was like we're getting moving star wars content set between the films yeah you know when when behind the magic came out that was a big deal because it was moving star wars stuff or any cutscenes in a video game was a big deal because it was moving star wars stuff and now yeah in an era of obviously clone wars has come and gone and now we've got rebels thankfully which is another thing to be thankful for because it's awesome you know and live action star wars coming pretty much every year and you think when we step uh, just next month it's december and then you step into january from January you're looking ahead to the following year, twenty eighteen. Yeah. You're gonna have episode eight of Christmas and then Han Solo only sort of five and a bit months later. It's just insane. I can't can't get my head. I, I still think that's gonna step back. I can't believe we're gonna get two Star Wars films in less than six months. That's insane. That's the one that really blows my mind.
0: I don't think I'm prepared for that. I I, I just I just don't. Um but I don't but you know, it's I guess we got used to it with Marvel, so it, it, it'll take some adjustment. Uh, just true. a little. Although Scott Rifkin in the chat was telling Mark, "Tell us all about Star Wars Weekly." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Scott.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. What do you want to know? Oh, there's one more. There's one more Star Wars Weekly piece to go on the official blog, and then I'm I'm uh, stepping off that for a little while. Gotcha. Let people have a break. But uh, uh, yeah, that's nice of him to mention that. It's 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 been good fun talking about Star Wars Weekly because obviously for me. As an old fart fan, that was like my step on point as, as a reader. You know, that was the first thing I got was, was Star Wars Weekly issue six. So it's been fun uh, talking about that. Oh, that's nice of you me to mention that. That's really cool. Nice. That
0: is. Yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll get, shoot us some links. We'll add them to the show notes, man. Uh, also, so we got we got I actually do have a few new stories that I do want to touch on today. Um, specifically there's this ongoing fall, fallout, shall we say the ongoing reactions, uh, to this new piece that, uh, has in entertainment weekly. Uh, so a lot of quotes from Kathleen Kennedy are kind of, uh, making the round this week, Mark and, and kind of, uh, raising some eyebrows and, and there's some surprises in here, some not surprises. And, and, and I'm pretty excited about that. Also, we're really getting into the phase of, of the box office forecasts, which also Mm. brings me to another, um, Another thing I'm going to bring up with you uh, here about our predictions for The Force Awakens. We did a show... Way back, and I'm going to talk about that, uh, and we're going to talk all about that uh, in the second half of the show. But first, I want to thank uh, we've got to thank our sponsor for this podcast, and that's Geek Fuel. Now, uh, Geek Fuel is a they're awesome. They are a monthly subscription box, uh, and it's a mystery box. It's a surprise of geeky awesomeness for Star Wars fans, geeks, and gamers alike. Each month, they ship you a box with guaranteed fifty bucks worth of value, all for fifteen dollars plus shipping and handling. Uh, those guys are amazing, and they have a very special deal for you who are listening to Star Wars Tonight and the Star Wars Report. If you go to geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report, that's geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report, you're gonna get your own uh, free bonus Star Wars item. And they shipped me one of the sample boxes, and I'm gonna do what I've done like in almost every ad read, Mark, uh, and just show you one of my, my favorite. This is just one of uh, two bonus Star Wars items they sent me, but it's the it's a nap pillowcase. It's the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> it, that's totally a thing. So again, like uh, the, each box has five to seven geeky items, uh, a t-shirt, posters, downloadable games. Um, it's all kinds of awesomeness. And uh, and and they're the best. Geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. We do thank them for sponsoring uh, the entire run of Star Wars Tonight all the way to the countdown and Fallout from... Rogue One. So, uh, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this, Mark. Uh, let's talk about this, the the Boba Fett Star Wars story, because this has made some headlines. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly's Anthony Bresnican, Kathleen Kennedy had a few quotes that kind of uh, raised eyebrows. And in fact, uh, Bresnikan has a few inside sources that are reporting that um, the 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 Boba Fett a Star Wars story announcement was canceled at the very, very last minute. Uh, so this is straight from straight from the piece. This is actually a piece in IGN that uh, that highlighted some of this stuff, but uh, essentially there was going to be a teaser reel that was prepped to be shown at Celebration 2015. Uh, and uh, this was axed at the very last minute following the split between uh, director Josh Trank and Disney. Uh, this is, this is all, these are sources from Entertainment Weekly, so, these are usually pretty solid, um, and they say that basically now the project is on the back burner, uh, Trank seemingly left the project after the troubles he faced with Fantastic Four.
1: Does this ring true to you, Mark? uh yes earrings very 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 true we'd, we'd heard similar things a while back that the the fet movie was a go and then was was sort of halted so it uh it didn't it didn't hugely surprise us but uh yeah it's a, it's good to have it confirmed because nothing's confirmed until the official guys yeah you know confirm it and obviously as you mentioned brett bresnikan over at nstam weekly is as near as you get these days to being being official you know he's got the inside track so yeah it's uh It's very interesting. I would have been very curious to see where they went with it. Obviously, um, Josh Trank had his issues on Fantastic Four, as everybody knows. Uh, And I think Lucasfilm, probably more Disney, uh, would have had their reservations. You know, there was was sort of horror stories coming from the set. You, You don't know the full details unless you're there yeah. you know unless yeah somebody records you know christian bale having a meltdown moment you know you don't really know <laughs> if it's happened or not but uh, yeah it did it didn't it didn't sound good so i think it was probably a smart thing to do and because there's so much riding on not so much force awakens but certainly on rogue one um you know you want to get these standalone stories set and and sort of rolling and give them their yeah. own identity yeah i think they did a smart thing in pausing that because that Boba Fett fandom is going nowhere. So they're, sure. they're pretty safe. There. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I think, um, and in fact, there is a quote from Kathleen Kennedy in, in the entertainment weekly piece where she kind of alludes to it. She says, uh, let's see, here it it. There are possible movies that we have been talking about. Uh, but we've been planning to sit down in January since we will have had The Force Awakens released and now Rogue One, and we'll have finished shooting episode eight. So it sounds like there's going to be like a, a powwow, a meeting of the minds uh, post-Rogue hmm. uh, One release to kind of see where we are, probably get, gauge the reaction, see how well things um, th- things uh, uh, go down from there.
1: Yeah, I think that's sensible. I think, you know... We're Star Wars fans, we love it, you know, but there's so much at risk and so much on on the line, you know. They've got to make sure they, they really do, not just nail it, but set the business model, if you like. Let's be a bit boring about it. You know, it is a sure. model. Uh, Marvel have got it so right. You know, you, you go and see Doctor Strange, you think, well, they've got this thing s- moving so smoothly now. Yeah. You know, that's where Lucasfilm want to be with Star Wars. You know, release a film with confidence, release new characters, whatever it may be, you know. Um, they need to get into that same space. And uh, They're a little bit away from that at the moment, obviously, because it's still all fresh and shiny and new. But uh, yeah, I think they're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of uh, of Rogue One and and kind of the reaction to it, we are getting into the phase where we're getting uh, early forecasts. Um, and in fact, the uh, the debut they're eyeing is 150 million, according. Uh, let's see. I, I don't. I don't want to mess up my my sources here. But uh, but but but. but... There we go. Uh, this a is the problem with Bitly. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a piece in the wrap, uh, actually, that was talking about this. Cool. Uh, this is a hundred and fifty million dollar debut. Uh, here we go. It's it's pretty. That's a pretty good number for Rogue One. In fact, the total box office number that some of the uh, early uh, forecasts are is two hundred forty eight million, which would be right around the halfway point of what The Force Awakens did. But of course, putting that in context, The Force Awakens being the all-time U.S. box office champ, it's going to be a huge... Uh, if that's the case, that's a big, uh, big debut. Yes. Um. Yeah, so yeah. So the figures for Rogue One, they put it among... So if this were the case, uh, again, this is according to The rap, this would be amongst the top 20 highest movie openings of all time. Uh, a num- If it was $150 million, it would rank it 14th just behind Hunger Games Spider-Man 3 and just ahead of furious seven so essentially if 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 it's good and it meets there they're pretty high expectations i would say if it meets them uh it could go and again according to the rap here the movie could come in higher than the ninth biggest opening of all time which is the dark knight rises uh, at 160. so if, if it anything north of 150 is really really good anything south of 100 i think they start raising their eyebrows and all this is yeah. like just nerdy number uh, box office numbers but uh, but do, what is this kind of what you're expecting Are you, is, is this a, a long la- the lines of what you think uh, rogue one would do
1: uh, yeah i think i think they're being purposefully conservative i think it's yeah. i think it's looking very good for 150 um, I, I mean i don't know if disney have yet well, you know, when before *Force Awakens* came out, and I know we we talked about it on on a uh, past Star Wars report, you know, about box office figures. But uh, you know, I think uh, Disney didn't know what to expect before *The Force Awakens*. I think they do know what to expect now. They know that the interest is there for *Rogue One*. Goodness knows they're getting the word out there about it. Certainly now, working their tails off. So, and that's that's great, you know, because there's still yeah. uh, a certain lack of awareness of where this film is set. But in terms of box office, yeah, I think 150 million is well within its reach. I, I, think, I think a final box office figure worldwide of about 1.5 billion is well within its reach. I think it's going to sit comfortably in the all-time top 10. So, and that's not being cocky. I think, it's, I think that's quite a reasonable expectation for, well, uh, for this film, given
0: and to be you know, fair, the iconography that's in it. To be fair, Mark, uh, I th- you have a pretty good record. Uh, and the reason <laughs> I say that is because of this sheaf of index cards that I'm holding in my hands right now. Uh, which uh, I, I don't know if you're aware you can see the video, Mark, but...
1: I can't, I can't, but uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But in these...
0: There we go, we have the sound effect here. In these uh, cards, go. I have the predictions from the... from the. I, I think it was close to Thanksgiving at the release of the, uh, for, the original teaser to The Force Awakens in 2014? Yeah. Yeah, wow. So, like dude two years ago it's hard to believe uh but, but in that i have the predictions that uh i made that mark hurlman made that uh, aaron goens made and also the one that uh mr mark newbold made uh where we each made a prediction about the force awakens uh i said there would be a big uh luke skywalker force power moment in the movie i was wrong uh there was there was only one luke skywalker moment and it definitely wasn't that uh Goins thought it would be his favorite film. I'm pretty sure it is, but I need to double check with him. Like now that we've had some time away from it. Uh, Mark Ullman made the bold prediction that there'd be an epic space battle at the end. Uh, You're really sticking your neck out there, Mark. Uh, (laughs) And then Mark (laughs) Newbold here on the card I'm holding right now, right? I'm going to do this number uh, and I'm going to say Force Awakens uh, Total... Gross. There we go. So, according to the old Google results, uh, which uh, linked me to Box Office mo- uh, Mojo, the complete total global take of uh, yep, here it is. Uh, total global gross of Star Wars: The Force Awakens is two point zero six eight billion dollars. Mr. Newball, do you remember
1: your prediction? I think it was 2.2, was it? There there it amounts?
0: was 2.1. You're within like oh, $300,000 of being right. I kid you <laughs> not. I, I I hold this card forth on the video so people can see it. 2.1. I one. I've held onto these cards for two years, too. I wondered, They've been sitting around here in the studio for forever.
1: That's more impressive, the fact you've kept the cards and the fact that I was nearly right.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, so we just need, to, and I mentioned this to Scott Reifen on the show a while back, and he's like, "Oh, we just need to do like some kind of uh, fundraising campaign, just like a limited run in a couple theaters, and we'll we'll make it." <laughs> uh, that Let's was that. that was absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, oh man! All right, so we're getting towards the uh, we're getting towards the the end of the show, folks. But uh, but I do want to part ways, uh, Mark. We I have this kind of tradition with each of the the co-hosts as we're rotating through for Star Wars tonight. Uh, I'm asking just, uh, just two quick questions to to as as a parting shot for each show, and I'm going to be uh, putting together a little compilation of the answers at the end of the year as a kind of holiday themed uh thing so we we talk all the time kind of in the nitty-gritty of star wars especially Mm -hmm. us podcasters and fan site types but i want to know from you mr mark newbold what broadly speaking not not to you personally but just broadly speaking to the culture at large what makes star wars special
1: wow there (laughs) is a question and a half what makes star wars special i think it is or it can be all things to all people it can be a story of, and it's the key word at the moment with Rogue One, it can be a story of hope, it can be an inspiring story. It can be what it is to me, just something I've loved since I was a kid, and just it's just cool, and I like cool things, and Star Wars is cool. So it speaks to me on lots of different levels. I think just generally, it's been around now, it's got tenure, It's it's been around nearly as long as Star Trek, really, if you want to get down to it. It's 40 years next year, Trek's 50, you know, most people... Are, you know, weren't born before Star Wars came out. Some of us were, but there you go. So I just think it's it's just part of the culture, part of the fabric. And what makes it special? We've got a, a good team of people. You know, Lucas, the people that he used, post-Lucas now. We've got a story group that seem to know what they're doing. So, yeah, I think it's in safe hands. And, yeah, Star Wars is special because it's Star Wars and there's nothing like Star Wars.
0: Yeah, well, well put, simply put. And then uh, number two, uh, then kind of on the on the flip side of that coin, uh, narrowing down, uh, then, what is it about Star Wars that's special? How has it uh, impacted you personally?
1: Uh, I think what's special for me was when I was a kid back in the seventies. That sounds awful. Uh, the nineteen seventies, not the eighteen seventies. <laughs> uh, there, there was there was there was plenty of sci-fi. You know, there was Six Million Dollar Man, and there was Doctor Who, and there was all that kind of stuff. And then Star Wars comes along. Like it literally come from the future, even though it's a long time ago, uh, and and just blew everything out the water. And so the whatever whatever magic Lucas managed to weave with the story, with the casting, with the music, with the actors, with the special effects, and everything that worked to make Star Wars what it is and continues to, that's what got me hooked. Um, and it's yeah, it's still working today.
0: Well said, sir. It sure is. It's still working today. As we all look forward to a Star Wars celebration, uh, just in a, in a few mere months, this April, back in Orlando. Ah, yeah. uh, so many, so many good times to be had. Good times to be had, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's gonna put this episode, episode forty-one of Star Wars tonight, in the can. <laughs> but only, but only after. I do a big, big, big uh, shout-out and thank you uh, to everyone who's supporting this program directly on Patreon. Uh, A huge thank you to everyone who's financially chipping in a few galactic credits to uh, help this nightly podcast, uh, as well as the flagship Star Wars Report, uh, continue on with our creative work. Uh, We really do appreciate it. We've had a lot of new patrons jump on board this month to support us, and we really do thank everyone. Uh, I do want to just say... uh, Seriously, uh, thank you, and also a big, uh, big plug for for everyone who's a current patron at uh, at the at the certain level. And also, if you're thinking about it, uh, we're doing our big Google Hangout, uh, patron Hangout this Sunday. So, as you're listening to this podcast, uh, uh, check out Patreon.com/slash Report and jump on board. And uh, we'd like to welcome you to the to the Google Hangout. We do it every month, and of course, also not to forget, we do the Friday edition of Star Wars Tonight that is also released to patrons at every level. So, pledge a penny. Pledge a penny! See ya! I can't think of saying anything that rhymes with penny. Uh, but we do appreciate everyone who uh, supports the show. <laughs> you can follow us. It's at Star Wars Tonight. Uh, Mr. Mark Newbold's over at the incredible jedinews.co.uk. He's on Twitter, at Jedi News 2010 And also, uh, he hosts some amazing podcasts. Mark, tell us all about them
1: oh let's start off with radio 1138 which i host with james on the jedi news network we've also got star wars collectors cast in which steve Sansweet speaks to james every month about star wars collecting the latest news we have take cover which is our literature podcast which is myself brian cameron and matt booker and finally and well not finally uh ultimately, we have galactic fashion with john marie macias and Teresa delgado
0: nice nice awesome dude uh, I, I had the, some absolutely incredible podcasting going over at uh, going over at the Jedi News Podcast Network, um, and then uh, and seriously, guys, uh, follow me on Twitter. Also, it's at uh, the Riley Guy uh, for Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all that, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, there's probably something I'm forgetting, and that's the way it goes. Because I'm going to go eat some turkey. That's uh oh, that's very what good. I'm go do a lot of it, actually and also I'm making these awesome like um, cider uh, cider punch that I'm and it's gonna be great ooh it's gonna (sighs) ah yes what are you eating food of this kind to Star Wars tonight, Uh, remember the opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of the Empire. That would only be Grand Moff Tarkin. Also, whenever you're searching for Star Wars news, there's one man who's probably linked to in the story, and that's Anthony Bresnikan. Uh Our goofy thing, man.
1: Uh- <laughs> I like that. I was having a little dance around the bedroom. I was really enjoying that. <laughs>